describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Good afternoon, good evening. I guess that means it's working. Well, you know what? It's hard to say. Let's see. Uh, it looks like it's working. Welcome to Grog Talk. I'm James. And I'm Dan. And where are we from today, Dan? Really? Where are we? We're from Bobby Yaga's hut. We're always we're in the Traveling oh, Roadshow. That's we're okay. All right. So, yeah. So, I need to remember that. We're always from Bobby Yaga's hut. Right. We're, we, we've, we are now going to some town that we're going to... Uh, destroy their local economy because all these poor widows and folks are going to come out and the thieves that are following us are going to waylay those poor people and then try to sell their stuff to us. We basically decimate towns. Right. We are the, um, we are the uh, ter- terrorists, terrasque of uh, antique roadshows. Do you think like a carnival probably like could follow us? Because don't you? Oh, thi- of course, right? It's, so it's just bad news all around because right. they know that everyone's be coming from around the countryside mm-hmm. to like bring their junk. Right? Exactly. Is this worth anything? And then they'll sell it and they'll play parlor games and you know you throw the ring on the Coke bottle. Absolutely. Because you know what you don't see, you never we never show the the portions of Artifacts Roadshow, and there's there's many. Right. Many, we that where it's basically, uh, yeah. Oh, I found this. Is this is this worth something? No. Okay. Thank you. Right, and next. it goes on and right. right. Next, next. Right. They get the one in a. We million. are curating them for them. They don't realize how many hours we spend going through crap. Right. That's a horseshoe. Yeah. Is it lucky? <laughs> no. Most of the time, we well actually the first table you roll is normal item or magic item. Normal item. One in nine hundred ninety-nine. We used to show those, right? It's a plus. It's a plus one dagger. Is that good? That's not bad, right? That was considering what your other choices were. That was pretty good. Is this dagger magical? What makes you think it's magical? No reason. Congratulations. Not, you see how it's not glowing? That right. means just get out of here. That's right. Move on. Move on, buddy. I like uh, when they bring you know just herbs. That was great. The right. rose. You're like that's rosemary. <laughs> Exactly. You, you remember that one guy? That's right. He bought low, soft boots. Low, soft boots. That was right. it. Right, not even riding boots. These made from elves. Made by elves. There's a hole in them. Right, there's a hole in them. They are not very good. So they don't get that. Did you, now, did you want to do the errata first? You, or not errata, your clarification. I think it is errata. Is it errata? Remember, we used to talk about having a, a portion called good hits and bad misses. Yes. Well, I 
We were talking about alignment last yes. time. We were. And we were talking about the lawful evil person who comes and, and there is a space there for, you know, what, the, the, the disability space or something like that at the parking lot. Right. And they're, they're living in normal society and they bring their horse instead of going to the standard stable, they go to the special needs space. They're thinking about it. Right. But their horse, their horse has no special needs. They have no special needs. Correct. And would they park their horse there or not? And I was thinking if they're lawful evil to know, because we were thinking lawful people follow rules. But then I was thinking on the way home, as it always happens, well, you have lawful evil and lawful neutral thieves. Yes. And they, they're, without a doubt, I assume they are breaking societies. They're breaking the law. That's breaking the law. Right? Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Yes. So... I guess it's just that you follow. So you why was this errata, by the way? Is this just a commentary? Well, we were, I was wrong to suggest that lawful characters always follow the rules or always try to follow the rules. Clearly, they pick and choose. So the thief follows the rules of the guild but right. doesn't necessarily care to follow other rules. So, Correct. So, so lawful is not just all rules. Lawful like most things are relative to that mm -hmm. in that, you know, then again, for me, this is why alignment needs to be part of a deity because once you get away from that, then you get this relativism that lawful evil people have used the mob or the empire before, right? The empire mm -hmm. is lawful. You follow the rules, right? When Darth Vader says, fill out your TPS report, you're going to fill out your TPS report. You're not going to be like, well, I'm not filling out my TPS report. Right. But, but if one of the rules are backstabbing the people between you and the emperor to move up, well, that's a rule you're following. Right. Being a good guy, being you know a nice guy means you'll be either killed or you won't move up. So, but you don't follow the republic's or the resistance's uh, rules because they mean nothing to you. They are the, they are the problem. Though I think in general, a lawful evil guy is going to follow most rules. So, in other words, if your if a street is a one way street, mm -hmm. which used to have these, so yeah. in uh, I know this do. is fascinating. Right. They still do. He's just right. Just just <laughs> in right. case for those who didn't who thought they may have gone away, we still have special need, uh, one way streets. Go ahead. So so if you have a one way street, uh, uh, Pompeii, for example, if you go if as one does, like right. you go to Pompeii, you'll find they have one-way streets. Very interesting. When, you F, when you're summer in Tuscany, is that when you... Exactly. There's, no, there's nowhere to rent in Tuscany. Don't even try. <laughs> so, so I think the lawful evil guy is going to be like, yeah, no, I can't go that way. That's one way. Right. Because lawful doesn't like chaos. And Correct. he doesn't want chaos on the streets. And what does he care? It's not like that's like some sort of... That's not like a lawful good rule. That's just a lawful Correct. rule. Let's right. follow it. That's all. So if you could take what I just said, go back to last week's episode, boom, superimpose boom, it. Boom, boom. Thank you. Appreciate that. I think people understood that beforehand. But if you wanted, if you felt like we needed to do that, then that's that's. I don't want to be misquoted. Okay. Sir, I think you get misquoted all the time. But the point of that is, yeah. uh, yes, you're, when you're following someone's rules, you're obviously breaking someone else's. I guess that's true. Moving on. Yes. All right. I don't know how, I mean, unless everyone believes the same thing. Whose rules am I breaking? Okay, it's a one, okay, so you're in the free city of Greyhawk, and you're there's breaking, a one-way road. You're breaking the anarchist rule, which is to be anarchist. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the chaotic, they're, 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 awfully, they're actually lawful because the rule is no They're rules. consistently in no rules. That's right. But so I think that, yeah, so because you probably have one-way streets in, in the free city of Greyhawk. Right, You've of got course. it because you can't have wagons coming both ways. Right. Commerce isn't moving, James, very well. And you see, free city of Greyhawk didn't become powerful by not having one-way roads. Okay? Uh, well, that's right. Uh, I agree. It's, I, I think people, they would follow society as long as they would say, I would think lawful evil people, again, not using their deity, would say, hey, I'm going to figure out the best way to move up. And the best way to move up is to be part of this society and then use it to my advantage. Okay, well, we, we need to have a, this needs to be a whole separate conversation. Well, need, well we've but, done this before. Right, because now, right, now you're suggesting the motive of lawful is just to move up as opposed to some sort of inherent desire to follow rules. Well, I'm, I'm not the one saying that. I believe. Oh, boy, here we digress. Well, this is what we do. This is so, wait a minute. Do I have you? I have your quotes. Uh, no, I don't. Do I have Dan quotes? Oh, I have a whole thing for Dan's quotes. This is so first edition. That's right. There you go. This is what we do here. 23. In the DMG, quoting the sacred scripture. Obviously, and this, he act, if we just read the DMG, obviously all order is not good, nor all laws beneficial. Lawful evil creatures consider order as a means by which each group is properly placed in the cosmos from lowest to highest, strongest, first, weakest. Good is seen as an excuse to promote the mediocrity of the whole, and suppress the better and more capable. While lawful evilness allows each group to structure itself and fix its place as composed to the others, serving the stronger but being served by the weak. Okay, so that's very interesting. So what that would mean then, and well played. So, touche. So what that would mean then is the lawful evil one is in fact, arguably, well, you just read it. It was Gygax. Is basically just following rules because he thinks that they help the strong right. emerge. And that's, that's a very orc thing, right? Lawful evil. So if it's something like the one-way road, though, that's probably... that He wants to follow that because that's good for commerce. Right. People who are better at commerce are going to succeed. That's generally probably a good thing, don't you think? So he's probably very pro one-way roads. Yes, but he's probably not as in favor of handicap things. Oh, okay. This definitely we need to. Yeah, this is this is this is a bigger discussion. Right. He may pull into the handicap. You're yeah. making uncomfortable, James. Well, I'm not. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, right. I'm. Uh, and again, orcs are first edition orcs. This is a this is a disclaimer. We are talking about first edition orcs who are perennially inherently evil. We've already mentioned that they don't believe in wealth, the welfare state. Right. Right. Oh no, they would not like it at all. There's, well, they do infanticide, right? I mean, they, they kill we children. Right. I mean, no, without question, there is, they would not. They're not redeemable in so, any sense. So the lawful. Okay, so let's say you're, let's say that you're a half-war. Because you got to be like going to the mall in the pre-city Greyhawk, and it's probably right. not just your typical orc. It's a market, right. It's a half-orc. Right. But the half-orc's lawful evil. Yes. And, you know, worships Bagtrue, okay. whatever. And what does Bagtrue say? She's the mother, right? No, no, Bagtrue's well, the, Bag the stupid the son. stupid son, right. Right. Not Luthic or whatever. Name right, is. not Luthic. You were times right. So, so all praises to both. Sorry. Right. Pew. <laughs> so you hear thunder. So, so the half orc. Yeah, he's like, screw that. Yeah. The we, Yeah, yeah. You're right. 
So the half work, lawful half work would probably, yeah, you're right. So the lawful evil, lawful neutral would be probably let it go. Right. The lawful evil is parking there because that's a, that's, that, that's a rule that is actually counterproductive. Right. And it's, that's right. I'm important. These other people, who cares? So, I'm not. I'm not. I like people who don't have disabilities. And, right. And I who was, are not who are right. not captured. Right. And if and you know what? If the special needs person is on the special needs horse, I'm sure they would punch the special needs horse like Conan, like the camel, and knock him out and go, "All right, now get up, special needs bro." Because oh, 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 oh. that's right. Because he's a jerk. Right. Right. You should be dead. Right. You're lucky. I don't. Well, he won't kill you because he's. You know th that would. He, there could be consequences that he doesn't want to do. Well, he understands that he is subject to sanction by the local government. Right. Oh, no, right, killing him, he could be arrested. He doesn't, right. he doesn't want that. Right, he doesn't want any of that. That's not well played. No, that's, that's lawful stupid then. Now, you're, now he's being dumb. But if he has an opportunity to... Uh, it, I could see them, you know, where the both horses are coming to the parking space at the same time. Yes. And the, and the special needs person, is you know, obviously the horse is a little slower because maybe they have a a trailer with their shuttle or whatever, or their tensors floating disc that they used to float around in, yeah. he would pull in first and, right. and then get out and laugh. Right. <laughs> and walk off. He would totally do that. Right. There's the quick and the dad. Okay. Yeah. That, right. That's my thing. Got it. All right. It got to be at that result. That's right. But, you know, again, it's not, they're not, he's not doing it for chaos reasons. He's not doing it to be, he's just, I'm better than you. Right. And, you sh and more importantly, I perceive you as no value or lower value, so you should serve me. So, he, right, he likes, and if, and if somebody's strong, if he showed up, if half work shows up, and then there is like somebody, Conan, shows up. Right. He'd probably be like, yeah, you should get it. Right. You're better than me. Right. Exactly. You're strong. Right. Or if they're equal, well, we should use this together to, so that we can rule the week. Right. They're also probably total suck ups. Right. To people stronger. Orcs, that, well, goblins. Right. Goblins are exactly yes, that. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> and then the person below. So it's yes, sir. Right. Yeah, it's all, yeah, okay. It's literally, oh, thanks, boss. Do what you says, maggot. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. And then all the way up, right? All right. Exactly. So with that dissertation, that was our, in typical Grog Talk fashion, that was our errata, which took a lot longer than we thought. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash Grog Talk. Continuing this month's theme of problem counters, we will discuss another way to make your role play spicy. That's right, James. And so we have yet again reached out to our resident expert from the Temple of Aphrodite, the Lama of Love, Ludus. Ludus, welcome back to the show. Well, hello, boys. So glad to see you are sticking to this and working together as a couple. Again, we're not a couple. <laughs> hey, Ludus, our encounters feel the same every time. You go, they go, they roll, I roll, blah, 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 blah. Very boring and stale. What other advice do you have? Well, one thing you mentioned in the last show is something that can get you out of the old rut. You know, the thrust and the parry. It is the unarmed combat. Ludus, except for weapon adjustments and performance evals, unarmed combat may be the least used part of the game. Why should we bother? It is so complicated. 
If you value your relationships, you have to put the work in. And what better way to show you care than determine your strengths and weaknesses before the encounter? That is a clear indication to those you work with that you are committed. It just seems like it would slow down everything and take something that is dull already and make it worse. Yeah, like this show. Uh, rude. Boys, boys, boys. If everyone gets into it, wrestling striking can bring the thrill you're all looking for. Besides, being tied up and spanked, maybe your team. James was look James was looking to add some new masks to his collection. Hell bent for leather. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, thanks, Ludus. Thank thanks you, again. Ludus. It was great to get some advice from our dear friend, your Ludus. Friend. Your friend, Ludus. Not thought, my friend. I thought you liked him from last time. That guy's creepy. Uh, would you sit next to that guy on the subway? N no, it okay. wouldn't say. He looks, he looks like Papa Gnome. Is uh, there, but you know. Anyhow, so we are here to talk about unarmed combat, a thing that we have dreaded since the beginning. I, I don't want to go here. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to do this. I'm angry. I don't. Oh, look, the light, the tea light went out, so we don't have to do it. Oh, never mind. All right. So yeah. So we're doing unarmed combat. Unarmed combat. And this is gonna. And this is apparently going to spice up. Well, why is it? Why is it important? If it was, if it was easy, why would it be good to have unarmed combat? It's only important because players may say, "I want to grapple," and you don't want to have to go. Please, I beg you. How about you don't? I'll just let you kill the thing. All right, and then you're like, "Oh, all of a sudden, yeah, you kill it. No, you have to grapple anymore." Well, that's true, but I'm surprised you don't like. Uh, unarmed combat. Why would I? Why would I be anything I like about it? It slows down combat. Combat's way too long already. Right, but it's flavorful. Thought you like flavor. Why can't I find F the monk edition? Why is this such a struggle to find? What's in the monk edition? The monk edition is the David Thompson. Oh, where he tells you how to. So in flipping and turning. So yes. In flipping and turning. In flipping and turning. David Thompson decrypts, deciphers. Debunks, de demats, de whatever is the thing. And, and for the love of Benji, I cannot. Oh, oh yeah. aha, aha. There it is. And the monk edition. Why is that issue so thick? Hey. Um, so, if you go to page thirty of this, you have grappling with unarmed combat. Dave Kangaroo Tile Strike Thompson. Describes, you know, because he loves it. He was the proponent of it. And we always like, oh, please, God, for the love of God, we're not going to do it. So we are, we are going to start with, I figured this all out. Uh, actually, I haven't figured it out. We're going to figure it out together. Your favorite thing. So on page 72 of the DMG is where it's described. I'm there. And it, Gary Gygax says at the top paragraph, not uncommon for players to be weaponless at some stage of the game, at, or for better players to wish to attack an opponent's barehanded in order to most effectively neutralize the opponent's potential. So I have to be barehanded. I got to put my weapons away. Is this right? You cannot be. You can't have something in your hand unless it's like a mail glove or something to that effect. You have to be able okay. to, to to do that. Absolutely. Uh, 
And so the why would you want to um, do unarmed combat? Well, if you have a creature that is clearly more powerful than you, and you're not going to best them in combat, you can use these uh, abilities, whether it's you doing it or the classic is the kobolds, right? They're fighting the heroes. They're going to get slaughtered if they continue to fight them toe-to-toe. But if they try to grapple them or do something and then disarm them, bring them down, then they have a chance to fight them. That's it. Because the, so the, the fighter gets the number of his levels, the number of attacks under what? Less than one. One, one hit dice. Less than one hit dice. So, so how many kobolds can surround a human? Uh, if they're small, I think it's six. So they all come. So let's say I'm a six level. Let's say I'm like a six level fighter and a bunch of kobolds. Eight. Excuse me. Eight. But so I'm basically spinning around. Which is on page 69 of the thing. So I wonder if you could, that's a different conversation. If you can attack, you can use those multiple attacks for people behind you or not. It's yeah, like, you're sweeping. It's the kind of thing you're kind of swinging around like, like a you know, windmill or something. So I'm basically, so there's just wave after wave is coming and I'm just mowing them down each time. Right. Or like in the movies, one comes in at a time. Right. They gets like, killed and the they, next one comes they in. They run in like this and you just, you just. Right. Beat. So this is not working. This would be very useful for you because you have, in Random Encounter, didn't you, you have a hundred orcs. Right. Don't you? So this would be very useful to you. If you have a hundred orcs, better, they have less chance of surviving, especially someone who has, you know, plate mail plus whatever and shield plus whatever. They may not be hittable. Yeah. Or very difficult to hit. Whereas they're, they're, they would, you know, they would just stand there and just take all the punishment. Well, this, if they're grappled or overbared or pummeled, um, and there's examples of you just want to punch someone. You don't want to kill them. Now, again, this, the simple version of that is you make a fist strike and it does X mount, but this gives you some more features. So what are the, can you tell me the general, and I didn't notice with the pummel, of course, you can use like the pommel, the pommel. The of, pommel of the pommel. So what's the difference between pummeling, grappling, and overbearing? Okay, so pummeling is the style of weaponless combat where you're just punching each other. This is like uh, better, uh, what was it, uh, any which way but loose? Any remember, which way, that's right. That? Yeah, like a bare, bu- bare knuckled fight. Right. So this is your classic bar brawl. Right, you're just bar brawling and fighting. Beating. And until someone's knocked out. Right. And again, the difference between this combat, now this does bleed into subduel, which is another uh, discussion. You, subduel is where you use the, the flat part of your blade or you don't hit as hard and you're doing subdual damage, which is not permanent. Unarmed combat is the same thing. Most of the damage is not permanent. It's temporary. And I should say, so a bar brawl could bleed into a lot of these. So what I'm right. thinking of with this is with the pummel is just we're betting on a fight. It's right. like the half ogre's the champ. Right. Right? You at the bar, like better, like, like, like any which way but loose. Right. And so it's just the... There's an, you know, they, they clear out the tables and two people are coming together and they're fighting each other. Gold pieces are changing hands. Right. They're just fighting until someone gets knocked out. And you can't do, and this is not, what is this? This is not Ultimate Fighter. What is that one now where you can, like, Mixed martial arts? Yeah, no, this is just, you got to punch. In this style, you're just punching. Right. And I love some of these adjustments here because, like, the person comes in, like, because it probably should be drug tested. Right. But, like, you know, the guy might be using haste. Right. Speed. You know, there's a lot, yeah. They're all hopped up. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Or they could be drunk, which, again, you have to go to the drunk tables, the intoxication tables, and look at that. Oh, what does That's, it affect? Uh, oh, it affects a lot of things. I know it affects wisdom. Yeah, it gives more con. I mean, more uh, hit points. It gives you more hit points. It makes your dexterity lower. It, it, 
Let's see, where is that page? Intoxication. I wouldn't mind. I'm surprised it is not actually in the... Flipping and turning, page for intoxication. Effects of alcohol and drugs. 82 to 83. 83. I was doing the wrong way. Yeah, don't go to intoxication, go to drugs. 82. Oh, morale. Yeah, you're We talked about morale last time. We didn't talk about intoxication. Oh, we didn't talk we about intoxication. Didn't, drug, oh, another errata. I forgot about that. Yeah, if you're greatly intoxicated, morale goes up, bravery goes up, intelligence, wisdom, dex, charisma goes down, attack dice goes down, hit points goes up. Oh, we should roll for this because, you know, probably Sergeant Robert was probably drunk. Yeah, he's wasted. <laughs> we need to remember this table. Yeah. Especially for, for Succubus Spring Break. This table was built for Succubus Spring Break. How do we not think of this? Wow. Right? Right. He's right. just parting. I, I don't know. Right. There's too many rules, as you know. So... Uh, the short version is, um, so you've got fighting. So again, as David describes, and this is what's great about his article, and again, he's out there, so uh, he provides examples of people fighting each other in pummeling. But that's the, the classic, and he has Rocky and Creed fighting each other, if I remember correctly. Is that what he calls them? Uh, blah, 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 yes. What's the difference between... Rocky and Apollo. What's the difference between overbearing and grappling? So grappling is you're just grabbing someone. You have a hold. It's more of like a wrestling thing. Overbearing, you're trying to trip them up and have them become prone. Okay. This so is similar. One is a grabbing, and you have a hold on them. Mm -hmm. Overbearing, you're trying to trip them or... You're, you're, Take you're them not, down. You're not ending up with a hold with overbear. Though once, once they are down, you have to switch to another combat. At least that's what it says for overbear. So grappling is like to get them to say uncle. Right. Overbear is, I'm taking you down. Yeah. The, so under grapple, under page 72, the attack form is aimed at holding the opponent and rendering them helpless. Whereas overbear, the attack form aims at quickly taking the opponent to a prone position, incidentally inflicting damage and allowing either a pummel or grappling follow-up to attack. Follow-up attack. So when would, when would pummeling be useful? You're talking to the guard and you just want to knock him out. Yeah, that's like the it's the movie kind of deal. Right, you punch the horse as uh, I think that's the example, you know, for the from Blazing Saddles where you knock the horse out. Right, because I wouldn't use this in combat ordinarily if I had a weapon. I mean, there's no advantage. Is there to pummeling? No, unless I didn't want to kill. But I could do subdual, so I don't need to. Well, there there potentially could be advantages because so this is where it gets interesting. If you're a first edition, if you're a first level fighter, or men at arms, you get one attack. Let's say you have a, a sword. That's okay. a D8. If you have a strength bonus. Here, under unarmed combat, you get two pummeling attacks, and you could get multiple strikes with each pummeling attack. So oh. you could do more damage. You, but you know, I, I think only a quarter of it, if I remember correctly, is real. But if your goal is to knock someone out, you would knock them out faster if you were pummeling them versus oh. striking them to subdue. Oh, because yeah, the hit points are pretty good. Like, what is it? Do we have, we don't have fist, do we have fist damage? We have fist weapon speed, but we don't have fist damage in the DMG, in the player's handbook, I don't think. I think it's one to two or one to three, if I remember correctly. But it doesn't, it's not listed, you're right. So this is better. Yes. So if I punch somebody, I really should be using the, I shouldn't be using, maybe that, wait, maybe that's why fist isn't there. Like, if you look at the PHP. Yeah. I know that fist is there, I think maybe for weapon speed, like weapons. Right, it's there. Fist or open hand. Yep. Oh, and there's, oh, these, do you use armor? I hate to, like, 
No. You not, would not use armor class suggestion? Not for this. So there's a difference between... Wait, but what's the difference between attacking with a fist here in the player's handbook? Because you're making one attack. Why is that not a pummel, though? It's not. Because it's, it's not unarmed combat. That's armed combat. With a fist? Yes. I don't, yeah, but I don't understand. So if I say to you... So if I said to you during melee, mm -hmm. I'm going to punch him with my fist. Well, are you a monk or not? No. Okay, if you're not a monk, then you're punching, you're not using pummeling then. Wait, if I'm not, wait, but I can, but what if I say I'm going to pummel? Then now you're using unarmed attack. But I have to announce pummeling. Yes. I want to pummel him. Correct. Not just punch him. Right. Yeah, because see, fist is not, right. I mean, obviously, because there's not weight and gold pieces. Right. So I don't think there's any damage here. Couldn't you make an argument that any time... Okay, but wait a second. There's no... And I don't know if this is answered somewhere, but that doesn't stop me from asking these questions. There's, since there's no weapon listed for fist or open hand, can't you make an argument that any attack with a fist... I like our open hand. It's like a slap. Right. Doesn't that... Orcus. Doesn't that make... Orcus is the one, too. Doesn't that make it sound like I should always use the pummel? You should, but there's disadvantages to pummeling. No, but my point is... Is that there's no there is no mechanism for a fist attack other than a pummel. This is what I'm suggesting. You're this suggesting it, but I don't think it's correct. I know, but we don't have a damage listed. Right. Well, the damage is going to be less than what a monk does, which is again, he, first level monk does D3 if I remember correctly. Oh, so we know. Oh, okay. So because the monk has an open fisted attack. Right. Which is an attack. It's not a pummeling. Okay. And so what you read in the rules here, and what David explains, is that. Uh, pummeling any weaponless combat. If someone is using a weapon, which to me again, you could argue the reason they have fist lit things is that you, if you're, if you're not engaged in pummeling, which is that would go first. So if I have a sword and you're trying to pummel me, you go last. Right. If it's a fist, it's initiative. Right. So yeah, all right. Because I'm not pummeling you. I have. I'm not. You know. I'm not trying to do that kind. Of, I'm just trying to take a swing at you. Pummel makes it sound like I'm like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pummeling, you're boxing. You're, you're, you're kind of doing this fight. As opposed to a haymaker. Yeah, I'm just kind of swinging at you. Okay. Um, all right. Fair enough. Right. I'll, I'll bite. Uh, right, but you, I certainly think you could adjudicate that you, the only way you could uh, have a fist attack is through pummeling. But that's not necessarily. Because it sounds, okay, all right. Irrespective. So DMs have to decide that. Right. Got it. Okay. But I like to keep it simple because then you don't have to use this if you don't want to. Right. I'm just, again, well, I'm just repeating what I said. I'm bothered by the fact that I don't think there's any specified measure of damages. For the only place that there's any reference to fist combat, as I know it, is here in the DMG on 72 and monks. And yes. I understand your monk point, and that... And that they have armor class adjustments for fist, which, again, is either for the monk... Oh, that's true, for fists. That's true. And that's nowhere here. You don't use, because you use a separate thing here. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Why else would you have fist Unless there? Unless it's just for the monks. Yeah, you're right. Why would you have fist there? And unfortunately, I don't think pummel's defined in the glossary. There's no pummel. Right. Here. Oh, it's it's open-fisted. Huh? Yeah. A part of unarmed combat. So, hmm. how does this work? We've all, well, at least I have, like you, have been terrified to do this because... It's a lot of work, and it slows the. It's perceived to be slows the game down. But like any mechanic, for rule number one, if you have players who are not going to take ownership of this, do not do unarmed combat. And part of the reason why I say ownership is, as David points out, um, 
on your goldenrod character sheets, which you have bought some. And we're going to pull out the old Den Canaan ones. And can I say, mention something real quickly? Of course you can. On our pummel, because you got to go back. On pummel, it says this attack form is aimed at battering an opponent into unconsciousness. Right. So it sounds to me like the fist in the PHB, those weapons, you're aiming to kill. Yeah. Right? The right. scythe? The, right. the halberd? Right. I'm killing. Every one of those weapons is there, and I'm trying to basically write, we're trying to kill you. Right. So that's the fist when I'm trying to kill. I want to kill you with my fist. Right. I'm not just trying to make you unconscious. I'm going for somehow for like a death blow. I sure. want to like, I want to like batter your face. Punch your face. Till you're dead. Yes. I'm like trying to break your nose. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so the, so the fist, the fist attack is all going to be, oh, here's, oh, but see, here's one of the benefits. The fist attack which is lower, we don't know what it is, I wish we did. The lower damage. It's D2, plus your strength. That's, you I, get, that's what you do. Wait, where do you get that from? I'm sure I can look it up somewhere, it's a D2. Bless an Orcus, bless it a monk. I agree with that. It'd be nice unless, you have a, unless you have a mailed palm or you're right. using a club, well then you're fighting with a club, basically. Okay, so I am, so that's all real damage. Yes. Whereas the pummel, some of it's gonna be like subdual. Right, you could still kill someone with pummeling, like five Absolutely. Well, you make a mistake. Well, that's where right. you, like, you punch the guy, and then the other person looks down and goes, he's dead. Right, exactly. It's like, dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. Oh, yeah, dun, dun, right? dun, exactly. You killed him. That's exactly right. You didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Well, you know what? You're going to be guilty anyway. Uh, exactly. So, um, don't you think that guy in South Carolina did it? It seems like he probably did it. Oh, the lawyer? Yeah. Well, of course, he's a lawyer. He's, he's, it's, it seems to me like the evidence is mounting. Okay. I assume that's why your daughter moved out, to stay, get away from you. <laughs> and that's why you have cats instead of dogs. Cause yeah, because lawyers are more prone to murder. Well, at least he admitted to stealing clients' money. Yeah. Okay. So, so, right. So the, fist, the benefit of the fist, though, is that it does real damage. Yes. If you're trying to kill. 100%. Got it. All right. Well, wait there. All right. Now, so, what, so, again, I bring up, unless the players are going to do it, and be prepared, this is a terrible thing to do. So on your Goldenrod character sheets, there is weaponless combat. And you can set up your attack adjustment, damage adjustment, and defense adjustment. You're like, what do those mean? Well, if you bought the original book, uh, you know, the, the uh, adventure uh, pages, there was descriptions of what that means. So in that, in the instructions, weaponless combat. Combat intent on causing only temporary damage is full of great many variables. No kidding. Most of the variables must be calculated in regard to each new situation, which is the terrifying part. However, certain adjustments may be calculated ahead of time to speed this form of combat. For each form of weaponless combat, pummeling, grappling, overbearing, there are three similar categories of adjustments. Attack adjustments. This value is a modifier to determine whether an attack was a success. Damage adjustment. The value modifies the total damage done per successful attack and defense adjustment. This value modifies the damage received from a successful attack upon the character. Okay, can I stop for a sec? Okay, so now as usual, I become interested. Yes. So, um, so if you are, let's say you're the lawful good, or I don't care if you're chaotic, and you're, you're up to something, and we've all had it happen where the city guard gives us a hassle. Yeah. We're not, we're not bad, we could be good, but some, right? Right. You know, so pummeling is sort of a, a somewhat less risky way to take care of the situation. Right. You try to punch the, you, 
Because if you kill the guard, now it's murder. Yeah. You may not want to commit murder. Right. You may just want to punch the guard out, have him be unconscious, right. and then go. Exactly. Pummeling is your, I mean, not overbear. I don't want to overbear. I'm not gonna tie, I guess I could tie him up. Grappling would, or grappling, where you want to grab them and move them away. Sure. And hopefully do enough unconscious damage where they get knocked out. Like but, put a chokehold. Right. On. But if I'm in a barroom fight. Barroom fight, you're pummeling people. Yeah, I don't want to, because I don't want to be murdered. I don't want to be murdered, no, do you're I? you're punching them, right. And, like, the, and the understanding is, it's a rumble, right? You're, it's like the gangs, or the rumble. It's only a problem when someone pulls a knife out. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Right. Yeah, but everything else is fair game. Yeah, it's just right. Because you're going to be unconscious. You get an ice pack. Exactly. Okay. You, and, you, and what is described here in both the article and that is that you recover one hit point per round of the damage that's tempered. And I like the, also the idea of the pummel with the pummel. Right. Because then it could just be like, yeah, you whack him aside the head. Right. And, and the guard's like, he's got the little... Do, 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 right, the, the stars. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and then he's not dead. And then you find out later, he, you, he died. Okay, got it. Well, David's leaving us to our own devices. Thank you, sir. Sorry, I know it's 2.30. Uh... He waited so long. He's like, will this random encounter ever end? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's 10.30 to our credit. We, we just started. Yeah. So. But I'm sure he'll listen and put multiple comments. So, again... Yeah. The, as we've said, oh, the, was David Tom, wait, David Thompson's on there. Wait, uh, is yes. he on a bed yet? He's going. What's to his bed. view? Uh, what's his view on the damage for a fist and if as a weapon? Oh, damage is a weapon. Yeah, let, did he ever that. say that? Okay. I don't. He didn't say it. But again, the official rules for the Grog Empire are here in flipping and turning, which you can get at Smoldering Dung Games. Got it. Oh, he says open hand is the monk attack. So when it says fist or open hand, yeah, that's specifically referring to the monk. Yes. Got it. So it's not like. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> not the polite laugh. So, how does this work? Well, very simple. First, very simple. Yeah, Thank you. Very okay. simple. Got it. After you're reading the articles, it's relatively simple. Yeah. If you've done the pre work where this stuff is figured out, each player has their stuff figured out, it's a little bit simple. Okay. So, we're going to start with uh, we're going to start with pummel. A do you want a kobold or a goblin versus a magic user? Right? We're doing when when Oh, sure. Who sure. do you want? Cobalt or goblin? Well, I love goblins. All right, so it's a goblin versus a magic user. So we need to figure out the magic user's strength. That's just straight through. And, his, de yeah, and his dex. Four. Oh, 13. 13 strength. Now he should get four on the dex, because sure. magic users tend to be dexterous, don't you think? I think so. I mean, because they got to do all this spell business. They don't get it. Illusionists are mandatory. Well, that's true. Oh, five. 13. Nine. Oh, 15. 15? All right, that's good. Oh, yeah. So his AC is 9. Look at that. Hit points, D4. One. Let's see if he has a con. Oh, so that's 3, 6, clearly, right? Yeah. 4, 5, yeah, 11. He's got one hit point. He's first level match user. Versus the Cobalt. In the red corner. One D4. For his hit points, right? It's 1 to 4. Oh, wait, no, he's minus 1. Is he 8 minus 1? No, oh, no well, we're doing, we're doing, I'm doing goblin. Yes, right? He's eight minus one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's in trouble. So this is like a this is like a bar. This is like this is like people are betting on this. Right. All right. Six oh five. All right. The goblin has five hit points. Five hit points. Okay. And his AC is what six? AC. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, they say. Well, wait, but isn't that usually suggesting that there's armor adjustment? I know that's like you use that as like the default. But that's not like his hide, is it? Like, why does he get to wear armor? He gets to wear, like, armor? 
He doesn't get to wear armor. It's just that's his natural armor. Well, shouldn't it? Well, is it? I mean, I know that's the default, but it's not like his hide's a six, is it? He's a goblin. I don't know. Should it be ten? An unarmed goblin. A goblin cook. Does it say he has armor? I've read somewhere that that is the six is. I think Sage of I said that that's meant to be. Is that canon? No. It meant it's meant to be. It's meant to be just like a default. So you don't have to roll up the armor all the time. You know what I mean? But I think I think the six was meant the suggestion that they have like an armor and a shield. Well, then it would be ring mail or ring mail and shield or well, he's AC six. Okay, armor class describes the general type of protection worn by humans or humanite creatures. Comma, protection inherent to the creature due to its physical structure or magical nature, or the degree of difficulty of hitting a creature to its speed reflexes. So that's not very helpful. I guess we have to give it, I guess we'll give it a six, right? I'm not gonna yeah. debate this. Yeah, okay. So he's AC six. All right. So first thing we need to do is each person needs to roll a first we have to figure out what chart they attack on. Okay. I was confused. literally the first sentence. Confused me. Which one? It said the attacker takes the number of the column he or she normally uses for weapon attacks. Right. One being that for the lowest levels, two being that for the next group, and so on. So does that mean it's like if I'm a fifth level, I look at what numbered column it is? Yeah. So if you're a fifth level fighter, you are on column four. Zero Do you count one. as zero one? Zero is one, correct. One, okay. two, three, four. So in this case, he's a magic user, so his column is one. He's column one. Got it. The goblin is one minus one hit dice, right? Right. He's column two. Okay. Now, add to this, to this number, you add a D6 for each of us. Why? Because you do. Right. Exactly. S who's that? That's the magic user's attack adjustment. Okay. He has ace. That's seven. Roll a D6. Six. Your attack adjustment is eight. Right. Now your defense adjustment. Magic user, two. Wait, where are you at? I've already gotten lost. Okay, so to this number, it's the next line. To this number, add D6. The defender does the same, but the die score right. is a D4. So I roll two plus one is three. Defense adjustment is three. Do we do this every time? Yes, this one. Every attack? To... No, not every attack. This, this is, is just permanent? This is. For this could... attack? For this attack, yes. Four. So four plus two is six. Now, you can use these, so when I attack you, I can use my bonus to have a better chance to, to hit or a better chance to damage, and you can use your defense either to prevent me from hitting you or prevent the damage. That's what that, those adjustments are. The defender may use, so, so, I, so what was my, so who am I, the goblin? You're the goblin. So what's my, what's my I'm, I'm a, attack is what? Eight, and the defense is six. So I'm, a, I'm an A, plus eight. So when you attack, you can say, on my attack, I want to add my bonus, which would be plus eight. Or after you hit, you can use your plus eight to move up on the table, because you want to get higher on this table. But I have to announce it. That's right, before, what you want to do. Okay, can I just ask, mm -hmm. again, what is this and why? So is this- Why is this complicated? I have no idea. Yeah, why is this part here? This is to provide some advantages to the people who are higher skilled, they get more advantages to this, as opposed to just the raw thing. And the role is meant to make it variable. A little variable, correct. Okay. That's the only thing I can do. I don't like this part. I know it's, a more, it's more work. At all. Right. Seems unnecessary. It is a lot. Okay. So, now, first, so we've done that. 
Now, pummel, we talked about how it's 75% is restored at a rate one hit point per round, 25 is permanent. It lasts one round, and any, and then if you get put to zero, you get knocked out. That's the thing. And if, let's say you're at one hit point and you get five hit points of damage, you're out for five rounds. Okay, all right, so hold on, okay. So 25% of damage sustained is actual. The remaining 70% is restored. Whenever an opponent reaches zero hit points, unconsciousness occurs. Correct. So even if it's real, I'm not dead. Is that, so I have to say I have one hit point, and I have one hit point of real, and I'm zero. Right. Am I just unconscious? You, you're now conscious, but you're bleeding out now because you have that one point is real damage. Okay, but I'm not dead. Like even if you don't do the bleed out rule, let's say you do zero is death. Well, if zero is death and you take, let's say the, because again, some of these pummeling damage can do 10 points, which of that two points is real, you'd be dead. That's where you killed them, Jim. That's what would happen. Okay. All right. All right. Because it's real damage. Okay. An unconscious opponent can be trussed or slain. All right. right. So it's got to be. Okay, so you think I can't hit zero of real damage, I'm di- I, I'm act- and then I'm actually killed. Well, you're, if in the D&D game, if you get to zero, you start bleeding out. If it's more than zero, depending on the rule you use, you'd be dead or not. Dead. So you got to keep track of... Yeah, you have to keep track yeah, of... Yeah, you're not only unconscious, you're, you're dying. You're yeah. going... Unconscious, you're going north because you're going to get restored. Right. Bleeding out, you're going south because right. you're going to die. Which yeah. way you're heading? You're either heading down to negative 10 right. or you're going back up. It's the scene where you see people knocked out and they hit their head in the floor and they die. Right. So you really got to know what's the real and what's not the real. Correct. So, so how do you do it when it's 25% damage stain is actual, 75% is, is not? How do, you do, how do you do that when you have like one hit point of damage? Then it would be mostly fake. So you'd be knocked out at that point. You would not. Oh, be so you actually would do like fractions of hit points. Right. You'd be zero. Well, you'd be zero. You got hit for one point. Right. right. In this case, which unless the goblin gets a minus, that can't happen on this table. But let's just say for Three, argument's sake. So only a quarter of that is real. Right. Three quarters of that is. You're knocked out. You're out for at least two rounds, and then after that, I would say you'd be you'd be in a few rounds. You would wake up, but you'd be basically. Right permanently damaged until you had a day's worth of rest. Because I'm, got... I'm at three quarters right. of a hit point, Correct. actual. So I'm right. not dead yet. Okay, That's right. got it. Got it. Okay. Good enough. Okay, so who determines go first? Well, again, if, if let's roll surprise. Because if you're surprised, you get to go first. Oh, it's determined by surprised. Right, right. The magic user is not surprised. I am not surprised. Neither is surprised. Then charging attack. I don't We didn't... Figure that out. Higher dexterity. So my dex is a 13. I probably have a higher dex than the goblin. Would you say so, or you want to roll that? Oh, what was your dex? We already 13. Rolled it. I'll roll it. One. Three. Oh, nine. Okay, so you... I go first. Okay, so that makes sense. Now we're then the higher die roll, which I assume is a D6. Right. Okay. Yeah, so that's what you do that last if, they, if they're tied. Right, so you're going to attack first to the higher right. deck. So the base score is AC's value times 10. So your AC is 6, right? right? So I have a 60% chance. My dex per point is 13. So AC, now it's not adjusted for magical ring protections, right? Do not count. Right. But everything else does. So... 
if I have, so my weapon makes it harder for you, I guess, because you, what, you hit my, oh, yeah, because you might punch me in the stomach. So you, like, hit me in the armor? Right. Is that why it's? Yeah, if, if, I'm wearing, if you're wearing plate mail, it's going to be hard to hit you. And now what if you go to, and if you go to negative, it's in the negatives. Yes, and you it's, get it's high, impossible, right? it's virtually impossible to hit you. Right. Right, right, zero. And minus numbers which indicate no chance or negative to a hit. Okay, all right, got it. Yeah, no, so if you're in plus five plate mail, you can't punch someone. You can't pummel them. Right, unless I have tons of, well, I got to get a lot of percentages. A lot of, pl- like a lot of pluses. Slowed or stunned or <laughs> something like that, correct. Right, because then I'm just like punching you in the face or something. Got right. It. Okay. Now, so I get 13 for that. I don't have a strength. Attacker's AC per point, which negatives treat as positive. So my uh, attacker's AC per point uh, is AC 10. So I'm, I'm lightly armored, so that's good. So I get plus 10 for that. I, negative AC is treated as positive by type. I don't understand that. Negative AC is treated as positive. You get, you get pluses. The, the, I'm reading as the inference is if you have a negative AC, you must have magical armor. Oh, okay. So they, they give you an advantage to it. Oh, okay. So it's kind of the... Either the worst armor you have is good because you're fighting, you need to be limber, or the better because they assume magic armor is lighter and better for you. Okay. This is what happens when you try to do multiple things at the same time. You're not slowed, you're not stunned, you're not prone, your base movement's not over 12, you're not hasted. Okay, so, there'll, in, and that says at the bottom, in each round of Waylight, there'll be two pummeling attacks and possible several blows per attack. So my base chance to hit is an 83% chance. Wait, where did you just read that at? The two. The bottom. Oh, there it is. In each round of weaponless melee, there will be two pummeling attacks. Oh, so each, each attacker gets to go twice? Right. Got That's it. why this is potentially better than that. So I'm going first because I go first based so on the So you get to attack twice? I get to attack once, but it could be multiple blows. That's what makes this interesting. Wait, what are the two pummeling attacks? Oh. There'll be two pummeling attacks, comma, and Wait. possibly several blows per attack. So two pummeling attacks means I attack and you attack? I attack first, then you, then I, then you. Oh. Okay. Yep. That's what happens. Now, do you want to use your defense adjustment for, to protect, prevent me from hitting? Oh, what's my? Yours is six. Right. So either I, so the choice now is, is it six subtracting from your percentile to hit roll? Or is it six subtracted from the chance, effect? Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I'll reduce it during your attack. And I'm, I'm going sure. to use a two attack, because if I don't hit you, it doesn't matter. Right. So the net result is I get an additional point. So I, need to, I have an 84% chance of hitting you. I see most people are using that modifier and those modifiers on the attack. Right. So, I'm, so now I'm going to try to hit you. 93. I missed. Now it's your turn. Do you have a tween? I don't have a tween, unfortunately. Now we, so now we got to figure out yours. Your, your dexterity is like nine, we said. So nine. Uh, dex, you don't have a strength. You have, uh, and uh, his armor class is 100%. Oh, what did you miss? What did you roll? I rolled a 93. Oh, yeah, so you never do anything if that's right. You just miss. You just, you're I missed. Yeah. yeah, nothing happened. So my armor class is 10, excuse me, nine. So you have a 90% chance. Um, your dexterity is nine, so you get nine points for that. We, your strength is less than 15. Your attacker's armor class is six, so you get six for that. Uh, so you have base 
105%. Now, David argues that there's always a 5% chance to miss because in the if you look at the tables, you can if you roll a one, you always miss. That's what he's saying. Oh, interesting. Now, I, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but that's what he wrote in his thing. Well, it seems weird. Like, you know, one always fails on a save. Right. It seems weird that you'd have 100... Base chance. It never the base chance of modified. Yeah. It never says. Yeah. But wait. But wait a second. Huh? Oh no, that's. Wait. Where's the. Where's the result? Wait. We're, what happened to my hit? Well, we're gonna worry about that later. This is to hit. Oh, there it is. I see the pump. Then there we get to the next. No, but part. I know. But I'll tell you why this is relevant. I think that you should always hit. Because you just may not do any damage. A one is an ineffective blow. Right. Strike again. I think that. Well, you, you, look, the way I look at it is this way I look at it is you're pathetic. Right. I, I am pathetic. But let's get back to the game. Right. So your character is pathetic. So um, <laughs> you're a punching bag. I'm just basically like, bop, 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 right? right? If I'm 100, I'm just like. You're going to hit, but it may not do damage depending on the armor. Exactly right. Right. So I think... I I'm think just telling you what David Thompson, who wrote in Flipping and Turning, which is the official canon of the thing. It wrote. is binding on all members of the Grog Empire. I'm just stating what he's stating. Well, it is binding on that's all members right. of the Grog Empire. So that's, so that's, why I'm, that's why I'm articulating it yet again. Right. I know you want to make a counter-argument, but as, as we've said, this is what's in the document. Because it doesn't, it doesn't say it say here. Right. Just letting you know. It says I have 105. Right. It has 105. So you're cheating me. We are going to roll regardless. And yeah, I'm, I'm hitting anyway. Right, and you. I'm not going to use the defensive thing now. Again, I could. Why aren't you? Oh, because you know it's going to be hit anyway. Uh, well, because my thing is only three, so it would be 102. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Yeah. so well, it won't right. be enough. So you roll. But then if it's minus five, well, when does minus five happen? Is there always minus five? He's saying that he's saying it's always a five percent chance of failure. So ninety-five is the highest. Yes, ninety-six to hundred. Got minutes. it. Anything above, 96. right? I got it. Is ninety-five drops down to ninety-five. Right. All right. You hit thirteen. Okay, so now you hit. Now you get to roll what the result of it is. And now you, you're using your adjustment. Now, now I'm going to use my adjustment. You want to use your adjustment, I assume. Oh, wait, didn't I have to announce it in advance? Yes, you're supposed to announce it in advance. I, I assume... No, didn't I use it to hit? I announced it to hit. Okay, well then you Oh, hit. why would I do that? I don't know. That's why I was... But saying. I announced it in advance before we did the numbers. That's so true. I, I screwed okay. up. Huh? So now... Lesson learned. Now your percentages, because now it's a straight roll. Attacker's strength. Your strength is not over 12, most likely. You don't have a mailed fist. You don't have a pummeled slow. You don't have stunned, not helpless, active defender. His dex is over 14. So minus two. Now, if you were drunk, what would that And trying affect? to play this game? What would that affect? Oh, uh, it would affect you, give you hit points. But it wouldn't make it easier to hit you? It would probably make it easier to hit you. What page is that, 90-something? I can't remember. We probably should. 90, 82. Yes, it would make you easier to hit because your dexterity is less. Got it. Got it. And your attack dice, you're at minus five to attack. So I think that would make it worse, too. Got it. Okay. Or so it would be twenty five percent less. So that's oh terrible. yeah. So you oh you think you'd use that on your on your percentile? Yeah, you would. Oh, interesting. Got it. Okay. I, uh, well, that's I read it that way. Based oh. on this thing under attack dice, it says, "Notice the opponent's magic saving throws and magic attacks made by intoxicator are raised by the same number, one or five, or five percent or twenty five percent." There you go. Perfect. Okay. So, back to the thing. So as far as bonuses, right now the only bonus you have 
is... Uh, he, he has a dexterity of 15, so you get minus two. Oh, can I point out? Oh, wait a second. This is fascinating. Mm -hmm. The helmet rule. You've talked about the helmet rule. Yes, the helmet rule. That if you're not wearing a helmet, like one in so many blows or something like that is a, is a headshot, melon shot. Mm -hmm. I think it's... That's right. So this matters here, too. If you're not wearing a helmet and someone's trying to... So you really want to pummel somebody that isn't wearing a helmet. If they're wearing a helmet, it's not very good. Right. So that's, a, that's another advantage to wearing a helmet. Okay, got it. Because usually the helmet doesn't matter. People are like, what does it exactly. matter? Exactly. All right. This would be helpful. All right. So now you just roll a D100. And I'm using my three points to try to make it less. 74. 74. So minus three minus two is 69. Solid punch. Punch. Off balance. Who's off balance? You're off balance, I assume. No, you're off balance. Oh, series ends because I'm off balance. Yeah, determine next strike. But you've done six points of damage. Wait, plus strength bonus. Oh, I don't have a strength You don't bonus. have a strength bonus. So you've knocked me out. Six. Wait, how many of those are real? It's, well, it's... 25%. 25% is 1.5. So we'd round it you're up. very fast. Yeah. Well, that's literally, it could be 1.5. It's 1.5. Right, so I'm under zero. I'm knocked out and slowly bleeding to death. Right? Wait, how many? Wait, you are the magic user? Right, I'm the magic user. Oh. And if we're using the zero rule, if we use the zero rule, you'd be dead. I'd be dead. I would just kill you. Yeah, you just punched me out. You just went, Because that's optional. Yeah. Yeah, you're either bleeding. Yeah, you hit your head. Yeah, you hit your head. Exactly. You landed whack. Is it? You knocked me out. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was good. But I had a chance because I went first. If I would hit, because here's the beauty of this. Half of these things on the pummeling table of page 72, uh, it says, glancing blow, strike again. I could keep striking again and hitting over wait. and over again. Okay, wait. This is, okay, this is incredible. So basically, because if I had attacked you with a sword, what, what's my, now I know it's not bad. But I had a hundred over a hundred percent chance to hit. Right. And as long as I get a twenty-one, I'm doing two points of damage. Correct. If I'm attacking you and I'm a one minus one, right? What was your AC's what? Ten. You need a. I nine. need a ten. Ten. Right. That's a, that's, that, that's that's right. a little bit over a fifty percent chance. Exactly. To hit. Yeah. What a fifty-five percent chance to hit? I think or something yeah. like that. It's right. You have so fifty-five percent chance to hit. Wow. So basically, so basically, the goblin comes upon the magic user. Right. And basically, he should just drop the sword. I have to drop the sword, don't I? Yeah, you have to be completely without weapon. Or unless I'm using the pommel. Right. And I should just knock your lights out. Right. And vice versa, in, in this thing, unless I'm lucky, with one hit point, I probably should attack you with the dagger, because I would go first. Weapons always go first. So, so in, okay, so, you know, we ran the tournament adventure. Right. And they were in Orktown. Yep, they were in Orktown. They were surrounded by a gang of orcs. Right, they, exactly. The orcs should have just been, like, pummeling them. Right, that's correct. <laughs> that would be great. Now, just so let's change the scenario a, a, a little bit differently. I've, I've identified that you are a goblin who's going to beat me senseless and die. I'm going to attack you with a weapon first. So here's on page 73, the right-hand side. It says, opponents with weapons used normally. This, this paragraph right here. Oh. If an opponent of a grappling, pummeling, overbearing attack has a weapon, the opponent will always strike first and unless the attacker is surprised, which he does not. Any weapon hit does no damage, but it does indicate that the attacker trying to grapple, pummel, or overbear has fended or driven off and the attack is unsuccessful. 
The weapon wielder then has the opportunity to strike at the weaponless one for real, if or she cho- so chooses. Surprised opponents with weapons have no chance to fend off. So what that means yeah. is, so in that scenario, I have the dagger. I, if you're coming at me, you go last. I would have to make an attack, hopefully hit you. I missed. Then the pummeling, then you'd beat me up. So that was. But if you hit me, you, I have to back. I'm like, whoa! Right. I back off, and then, and then I get you my get a full attack. That's correct. Okay. Very entertaining. So that's how the pummel works. Okay, and it is possible for as many opponents as will physically be able to attack a single adversary to engage in pummeling. So we can gang up. There could be eight of them on you. Attack order must be first determined. Attack from behind negates the shield dexterity components. Right. Oh, yeah, so they're just like, they're just beating the heck out of you. Exactly. They're hitting you in the back of the head. The reason you like this, this is why, even though it's painful. It is painful is because you like kobolds and goblins. And once the characters get high enough level, yeah. they have no chance. They get slaughtered. Yeah. Well, it's, dare I say, it's realistic. It's fantasy realism. It's fantasy realism. And I do, I gotta tell you, I like this idea of, like, these, like, a gang of agrillions right. just punching the heck out of some, like, eighth-level right. fighter. There's an alley. They just punch the heck out of him. He comes to, his, his magic sword's gone. Exactly. Yeah, they just punch people up. That's what they would do. What are they doing? They're not fighting with knives. I mean, they'll carry a dagger, but that's not what they're doing. If, you, if you're fighting Sir Lancelot and there's a hundred kobolds, Sir Lancelot should be in trouble. Yes, he will be. He will be this April when we do. That's right. This right? Time, that's right. They will be attacked by a. a, a what's a. Plural for bunnies. Uh, is it like a clutch of bunnies? Yeah, I don't any? know, but t- I think they're going to be... Instead yeah. of vorpal bunnies, they're just going to be normal bunnies, but they... They're grappling. They'll be grappling and over... Okay, well, and that's why you grapple, because if you... Three of you could be grappling to bring him, to hold him, because once he's held, you get bonuses for these other things. That's the idea. Oh, you hold them, and then you pummel them. Then you beat the You get them from out. behind. Right, because then they're helpless. I mean, it's... I like it. It is all very... Lengthy. It's I don't know. It probably speeds along once you know what you're doing. And like, David if, you're, if you're David Thompson, yes, you and you've done it a million times. You're not gonna. What did they say about morale? You don't you don't check the table all the time because you generally have an idea of what it is. But the players have to be helpful too. If you got players like uh, uh it'll take forever. So you need. So so let me just. I want to wrap my brain around kind of the big. Pummeling is the here. easiest one to figure out. That's why we started with. And I like this. I, so basically, you want some, it all, your hit is based upon opponent's AC. Yes. So obviously, this is working a lot better. You don't want, you know, somebody's got a 2 AC. Right. They're all coming in plate mail. This is basically, the sh- you, you, right. Somebody's in leather armor. You're or, not or, really, or with, uh, don't have any armor. Or any armor. They're leaving the bar. They're leaving the, the, the rave dungeon club or whatever. Yeah, let's change everything. Let's keep the rest of this the same, but now let's make the magic user a fighter wearing plate mail and shield. Now his AC is two, right? Yeah. He's got more hit points. Just give him a straight D10. He's got 10 hit points. Yeah. Now it's the goblin. Now he's like, oh, hey, you want to fight me? He's, he, he's just, he, has, he has his mailed gloves, and he's going to fight the, the goblin. Right? Yeah. We change it around. So basically what you're talking about is uh, you're talking about like Indiana Jones. Right. With like, remember that big guy who was like, the, the, yeah, the big, fight? the big German guy by the plane. Right. right. But if you got a gun, you shoot him. You shoot him. Right. But now, so it, going back to the goblin, the goblin, let's say AC2, you only have a 20% chance to hit. 
blah, blah, blah. And let's say he hits. If someone's wearing plate mail, band or plate, they're minus four to their pummeling yeah. effect. Yeah. And if you get under zero one, so let's say you roll badly as the goblin. Let's say you roll like a 23. Under one, blow misses. Now the opponent can counter. Yeah. Means they can get their strike. So that's yeah, yeah. You want to use this on somebody that you feel pretty confident is a weakling, right? What not well armored, right? Pretty weak. You can take him down. But the magic user is nice because so you could have like a tenth level mag. Well, it's a tenth level magic user. Mm -hmm. uh, is this gonna? Well, if he's got a magical cloak, I mean, there's like minuses, so that gets tricky too. Yeah, but it's only minus uh, minus thirty. For, it's not multi, you don't stack those. But so basically, the magic user, the first level magic user, which is like no one usually to mess with. Right. Because you've got magic missiles, let's say, or sleep, and right? No, and they don't have a big sign that says I'm a first level magic Well, that's user. true. But let's say you know, because he's in town. Okay. You, because what you do is you've got somebody on the inside who's got the apprentice place. You know yeah. what I mean? So you know, it's like, oh yeah, he's a, what, what's a first level magic? I can't remember. Prestigitator. Prestigitator, yes. Yeah, he's just a Right? So. You know, you know. Yeah. So then you like you follow him home from his apprentice stuff, whatever, right? Training. And basically, if he's got magic missiles, well, that's bad news. Yes. But you're gonna you're like at 105. Yeah. You're gonna take him out. You will, unless it, well, you if really you, if you survive the magic missile. Because the magic missile is gonna go first. Oh, that's a, considered a weapon? Anything that goes before that would go first. Oh, oh. Weaponless goes last. Oh, that's a bummer. Yes. That's not going to work. I, I mean, you not. could argue, now, again, you could argue if you're charging and you try to punch him that you may, then it's segments and this and that. But Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because right. it talks about charging goes before. Oh, that's true. Right. So that's you charge. Right. You'd have to charge. Oh, yeah, so you just run up and just. But it depends on the initiative then. Because <laughs> if you lose initiative, and even though you're charging, because it's, se it's a one-segment smell. Wait, don't I get to go first? Hold on. First attack initiative is a turn by surprise charging higher than roll. I get it. If I charge, okay, I... yep. I guess you would. Yep. Oh, oh wait. Where's the weapon? Can you? Where's the, where's that stuff about the weapon goes first? I know. I you said it, and I saw. Uh, it. It's on page seventy three. Opponents with weapons use use normally. The third if the power. opponent of a grappling pummel or attack has a weapon, I don't think magic missile is a weapon. No, I'm not saying it's a weapon. Oh, so I, if I have, if I charge. Or I have a higher dex, I go first. Don't I get to pop him? Potentially. Why not? If you have a higher dex, but you may not have a higher dex. I'm just going to charge him. Okay, so he's you, walking down the road. Right, if you charge And I'm within range. Right. And I just charge him. Yeah, because that's the way you do it. I'm learning how to be a thug, basically. basically. Is this what this is, how to be a that's thug? Right. You're trying to be a thug. I'm just going to, so I wait in the shadows. This is, oh, this is great. I'm a half-orc thief. I hide in shadows, right? He never sees it. And then, how do you how, charge you? What do I need to be within 10 feet? Yes. He's within 10 feet. I just run and I just pop him. I'm going to get like tons of bonuses here. Mm -hmm. He's probably surprised. He's got to roll on surprise. Like, what are my bonuses? There's, there's here? a reason why magic users are in the back because they, if they get. Yeah. They, they are weak. Don't walk alone. Right. They're always getting something. Oh, and if I'm a half orc thief, I may have like a 15 or 16 strength, right? Yeah. And if I use, oh, and I'm going to use a metal pommel, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to get plus 10 on that. He's, he's not slowed. He may have a decent dex. Oh, 
He's not going to be wearing a helmet. He's a magic user. Right. Oh. He, I'm te- oh, that's what I do. That's why it's so dangerous. So you think that's what a lot of, so that's probably what a lot of thieves do. Is the thieves, they don't just pickpocket, but they actually, if you're alone, that's why you don't walk alone. What's, it's easier to, people can't scream or do something if it, uh, uh, if they're knocked out. Oh, and I'll be go- that's right. I'll be gone by then. Right. So I just, yeah, so when you're alone, I don't, pick, I don't pickpocket when you're alone. Yeah. I just, I just beat the crap out of you. Yeah, just, well, one blow is going to do it. I, I, and, and why give you a chance? Yeah, it's the cold cock. You're just walking down the thing. You jump out and you punch him. Yeah. I like this. All right, cool. There you go. So I, I, we're not, I'm not going to spend the next two hours going over grappling over, but I think this is, we'll do the next, do it next time we'll do, we'll do grappling. This has been more than enough. Yes. It's been good. We'll do grappling next time. We'll do overbearing next time. I like this. All right, there you go. Because that'll give time because I, I have other things to do. It's I'm sure you three, do. Three hours is plenty. For well, this was enlightening. But it, it's horrible and beautiful at the same time in that you, you've got to be prepared. Uh, players could see the advantage of this, and then you, you're going to get either really good at it, or players will be horrified that, you know, four kobolds just took out half the party by jumping and pummeling. Well, what I would say is I would have a little, I would have a little card. Yes. And I would say, if the player says, I'm going to pummel, I'm say, fine, here's the card, uh, here's the stats, honor system, you tell me, you, you calculate your hit. Right. Because what you don't want to do is sit there as a DM while everyone else is bored, and you're doing it. Right. Give it to the right. Give it to the player. You tell me. You figure it out. Fine. Uh, great. Great move. And the version of this is the only thing you really need to figure out. You don't need to really figure out anything. Roll your percentage to see if you hit. If you roll uh, over a ninety-six, you miss already. If you if okay. you're in the four, if you if you roll a zero one, you've absolutely hit. So there's already the only time you have to start thinking about as well. If he's in, if he's not wearing armor, you're probably going to hit him. Now. Then roll percentages here. So in other words, you don't have to do any calculating until you get to the part of when you have to figure out the damage of it. This should be like this should be a new segment where we just like the half the crap out of each other. Somebody in an alleyway. No, we just in the alley. Yeah, alleyway encounters. Yeah, dark alley. All right, the dark alley. Dark alley. That's like a movie. And so, so it has to be the city adventures. It has to be two things on the city adventures, on the city table. Oh, how about this? I'm always the same half orc, okay. thief. And you just encounter people. And so in the city, that's what I'm gonna cold cock. Okay. Whoever it is, I cold cock. Dan Colcock. Yes. <laughs> Dan the half orc. That's your name, Dan Colcock. Danny Colcock. <laughs> Danny Colcock. Okay. Right? I like it. Is that what it is? It's that's how you, that's, you know, that's how we learn things. New segment. Danny Colcock. He's a half orc. Danny Colcock. What level? How, how high up can a half orc thief go? Uh, 10th. Oh, and unlimited. No, it's half, unlimited. Half thief? Orc's unlimited. 10th level. Thief. No, fighter. Unlimited thief. Come on, I'm a half orc, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think assassin. I think unlimited. You can be right. Half orc thief? Oh, you're right. That's I'm eighth. Wrong. You're right. It's 10th wrong. level fighter. Assassin's unlimited. You're right. You're right. Half elf is unlimited. Oh, yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, Everything's unlimited except for half orcs. And as a matter of fact, with a dexterity of less than 17, I'm going to 6 level. Or I'm going to roll for my dex real quick. We just have to figure out what my level is. We'll make this fast. Now you got to go. Okay. I'm going to get This is going to be my high score, right? So I should get, like, how many rolls should I get? Four. I should get, like, no, it's my high score. Give me five. Because it would have been all what you, the What rolls. is this, the book that should not be named? No, but it would have been all four. You want me to roll oh, all okay, every, You know what fine. I mean? Give yeah, me five and give me three highs. There's a one. 
There's a two. Good. A six. I'm not even able to be one. Seven, you have, eight. You have an eight right now. Nine. You can't be one. You kill yourself. No, I'm just being an assassin. That's a seven. No, that's me. I'm a half orc. I'm not very dexterous. Nine, I can be. I, I can be it, right? Don't you you just have nine? to have a nine. You don't. Have, I'm a nine. Oh, you have a nine. Yes, I have a nine. Right. You have a nine dex. Yep. This is perfect. Did I still lie? Nine dex. You're at the absolute minimum. All right. Well, what, Hang what, on. What level are you? So you can be one to six level. Oh yeah, I can be one to six. All right, you ready for this? I'm ready. You won. It makes first it level. <laughs> dice hate me. Stupid dice. Well, now you need to figure out your hit points since you're here. So, uh, oh wait, con. Give me, give me, give me, give me four rolls on con, right? Okay. Wow, this is. I'm a half orc. Okay, this is literally. Go ahead. Don't I get a plus for a half orc? Yes, you get plus two. Plus two. A one. A one. I love it. A two. And a three, four, five, six. You have eight. I don't think you can be a con. I don't think you can be. I don't know your minimum con. Has to be more than that. For a half orc? I believe so. How pathetic. It has to be a 13. Well, right. you up it to 13. Right, you're 13. I have 13. Yeah, that's what you got. All right, and here's my hit points. It's one to six, right? Yeah, straight roll. Five. Okay. Danny Kolkoff. The half orc. The, the half orc thief that fights, fights in a dark alley. Somebody off. There you go. Well, actually, I'm never getting any XP because always, they're always going unconscious. <laughs> You can kill him afterwards, but that's your move because you're not very dexterous. So attacking was even worse, but fighting. Did you figure out your strength? You need your strength. I'm a southpaw, I'm like Rocky. Yeah, you figure. What out do I get for? You're not getting more dice for that too. Well, no, I get pluses. No, no, meaning racial attribute pluses. Okay. Oh, I was only plus one for cod. Oh, as though strength and cod? plus one strength plus okay, one. Okay, well, yes. Then you get to roll four dice. And I get a plus one. Yeah. Two, six. Ooh, four ten. Ooh, seventeen strength. Ooh, nice. Yes, Danny Cole. So I'm not afraid. That makes more sense. You're not. That's why you're more of a bludgeoner than that. All right. Here's my intelligence. Just three rolls. Three, three, seven intelligence. Yeah. Like in real life. Oh, wisdom's gonna be low. Just three straight. No, even yeah, wisdom's yeah. terrible. Seventeen. Ten. You may survive. You want to do charisma? Sure. Three. Three, sure. I, I'm getting gypped on my fours. Two. Oh my god. Seven? That's a seven. It's a five. Wait, I, I'd have to be an assassin. Yeah. I can't have a five charisma. I'd be forced to be an assassin. And then you have a six charisma. Okay. Who just a work. You're just working the working the refs. I am. Danny Colcock. All right. All right. Well, there we go. So next time. We're going to have, uh, by the way, we're hoping to have a special guest for an interview, and we'll also go over grappling. Oh, I can't wait. See, you went from, what did you, what did you say to my text when I said we're doing unarmed combat? I was very upset. Hold on. What did I say? I don't remember exactly, but it wasn't favorable. So someone texted me at 8.30, is this the landline or cell line? It's my cell. So sorry about that. I didn't have my, why did not ring? So much. Our, our don't need to know about this. Well, the, it's the grog line. They what? said. What? So is this the cell or landline? Oh my god! That's why they need to oh, know. That is terrible. We missed a grog line call. All right, I'm going to roll for yeah. the show. This was. This I'm is rolling the D10 to see how good the show was. On a scale of one to ten, it was a one. Ugh. Yep. See, pummeling stinks.
All right. Well, I thought it was good. You went from you went from yesterday or whenever I said this to you. Uh, I'm going to kill you for picking unarmed combat. This was entertaining. I'm going to pummel you. <laughs> but again, for those doing homework, issue three, you can go and get it at Smoldering Done Games. You can read uh, David Thompson's excellent article because that and this, at least, it is doable. It's kind of, for me, it's now in, at least pummeling. Uh, grappling and overbearing still is a little bit. It's in the realm of, like, a weapon adjustment. I may not use it, but at least I understand it. Well, what I think is most entertaining is for the DM to use it against the players. That's when DMs will know how to use it, when they want to use it. When DMs want to have the half-fork thief cold cock, right. the party members, yeah. then they'll know how to use it. Yeah. That's most entertaining. This is a two-way street. That's what makes it good. That's why I thought you would... Uh, that's why, that's why I, the angle for me was, instead of the fight back and forth, you know, you've got the eight kobolds, and you've got the first-level party. The party's going to win. Right. But it's going to take forever, because they all need terrible rules. Now you've got something interesting. The kobolds are jumping on people, and they're, they beat the magic user down. Though it is still... It's still a lot of... It's a lot of work. It's a lot of calculation. It might be cool, but right. it's slow. Right. And it's more colorful because the other things is we, we kind of didn't really go over the, we kind of, poop, not pooped it, but kind of glanced over it, is the, you know, the descriptions of the combat, right? They, they talk about glancing blow, solid punch, crushing blow, opponent is stunned. Yeah. So if you've got, um, again, if you roll really high and you're, you know, you're using a metal pommel and you have a high strength. So if you have 18 double zero strength, just use that as an example, you would have uh, 10, 20, 26, plus 26% to your damage, to your chance to, to be effective. So the least you could do without any other minuses is a glancing blow. You could never miss. You could always do some damage. And you'll do eight points of damage, minimum. So that's pretty impressive. That is. So you could just see the guy with the gauntlets of ogre power, just yeah, just bashing people's brains in. I like it. I see. I see him not wearing a shirt. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, this has been a lot of fun uh, for Grog Talk. Uh, I'm James, and I'm Dan. And we will see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This is Big Abushi Puppy Production. All rights reserved.